and welcome to the Fan Freaks Podcast. I am Stephen Toast. I mean Bone King. I'm not even sure what I'm doing here. Well, well, well. Hide your missus, it's Bone. I'll fuck your wives, King. Ray the Dude Purchase? <laughs> what the bloody hell are you doing here? You keep sleeping with my wife, Bone King. Well, she keeps making it feel so good, Purchase. <laughs> Did you ever stop to consider that it's not my fault? Uh, Bone King, it's Clem Fandango. <laughs> can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you, the dude. We're ready to go when you are. Yes, we were going to do that. We were starting the show. Yes, all right. Hi, guys. Uh, people are probably really fucking confused. I saw a show, and I really liked it, which we'll be talking about later. But Which welcome. I told him to watch about six months ago. Yeah, yeah. I was Which late was to Toast it. of London, but that's yes. in his recent. Don't worry. But this is a late... Father's Day episode. Yes. Today is going to be actually a really interesting episode. We're going to do an All-Stars episode on all the daddies in media. You sounded like Leon again. I, it's a voice I do. It's not even... You even said it's not Leon. You but it, but said, it's your Leon. It's my voice. Why can't I do my voice? <laughs> no, you're doing not your... This is your normal voice. What and are you then talking you, about? <laughs> this is my voice. Listen, Paul Haddad. Calm down. Oh, fucking rest in peace. Come on. Anyway. Rest in pepperonis. But let's bring the focus back to the daddies in our lives. Listen, if you know Bone King, you know he's got an eye for daddies. And daddies are very important. With and dad bods. Yes. And you know what? We all have to show appreciation every once in a while for our, our, the dads that surround us. So. <laughs> uh, but first, we should get into recents. Oh, yes. Shall we? Would you like me to go first since I kind of already did? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So I saw Toast of London. I've been really, actually, I don't know how good I did on the introduction of the episode, but I've actually been practicing the voice for you. It's pretty good. Thank you. What I found out is you have to sort of shake and vibrato as you're talking and pronounce things bad la. Oh, wow. <laughs> pronounce things incorrect la. I don't know. <laughs> so <laughs> don't look at me like that. I'm just remembering all the shit I watched uh, that was Toast of London. Matt Berry is a fucking hero, dude. He did the show's writing. He's a great actor. Great comedic actor. Also, please tweet at Bone King to watch more British shows. Yes, please. I actually am, used to be really big into it. I used to be a fan of Spaced. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, and then this, nothing ever came from that, and it just kind of died out. So, um, But either way. I mean, they went on to movies. Yeah, but you know there's a Resident Evil 2 reference in Spaced, right? Yeah, I know. It's fucking awesome. Um, but either way, so you brought up the writing really quick. There's one of my favorite things about Toast of London, which, by the way, you can see on Netflix for anyone who's confused. It's three seasons. It. It's three seasons. They're all pretty breakneck pace. No episodes really are like connected to each other. So the it's like first season is seven episodes. Season two and three are six. Right. So um, we were t one thing I like about the writing in general is it's very tongue in cheek. Mm -hmm. It really does not take itself seriously. The best way I can describe it is it's sort of like a mix of um, spaced and maybe scrubs. No. Oh, yeah, because of the fantasy There's bits. There's just a lot of different, like... Uh, uh, very absurd things that are kind of taken seriously, but th there's... Like, for example, here's a good thing to explain what I'm talking about. Um, so I pulled up a list. It's very important that I bring this up, and this is a good example of why I like this writing. Here are a list of characters in this show. <laughs> Danny Bear. 
uh, Axel Jackson, Lord Fotheringham, Kika Bryce, Forsyth. Bruce Forsyth, <laughs> Ham. Oh, his name is just John Ham. That's true. Astrid Stark Ass, Toby Hopkinson Finch, Martin Anus. Uh, Max Gland, Jill Queer. Do you see a theme with these names? Yeah. He just did not give a fuck. They were just <laughs> literally, at some point, I assume that like the writer was like, what can I get away with? And just take seriously. No one at any point says, your name's kind of weird. Your name's kind of strange, isn't it? None of that happens. They just roll with it. Like, it's just all these weird-ass names that just kept... And I'm like, did it again? It's never going to be mentioned. That's it. We're just going to roll with it. Fuck it. Fine. Um, but yeah, no. So I think that's just a good example of the kind of writing. Yeah, but story. The, like the two... What is it? The two main characters are right. Stephen Toast. Right. And Ray Purchase. Well, I wouldn't say Ray Purchase is a main And then character. later on, you find his brother, Bill, who's albino. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, that was for one episode. Just and one episode. Just bring out this random brother. Uh, he, well, he, just- <laughs> he also brought something out that episode, too, if you recall. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, speaking of Ray Purchase and um, another character that's in the show, Stephen Toast's, bro- Stephen Toast's brother, Blair... I get what they're going for. He's like a uh, an old English general that yeah. like is obsessed with the military, and I get and it. He lost his hand. He's like a rubber glove the entire fucking show, <laughs> and just for random occurrences, we'll start shooting. It, it, you can tell the kind of character they were going for here, but it's sometimes I want to ask you because it's it's like. I was worried because when they first brought up the inside joke of like, oh, Ray Purchase, he's notoriously homophobic. I thought it was going to be like, a, oh, so we're going to have scenes of him harassing gay people? That, that'd be kind of weird. Not a single one. No. He literally, they tack it onto things like a supervillain. So the example that I like to give is like the main character starts a, a tour, like a bus tour on the streets of London to explain things. It's one of the terrible jobs his agent gives him. And and Ray Purchase has his own tour, but it's the anti-gay beef eater tour where it's nothing to do with being anti-gay, but it's just named that. And it does the exact same thing the main character's tour does just to compete. Also... Say his tour bus's name one more time. The anti. Oh, wow. I didn't even get that. The anti gay beef eater. Wow. Wow. I feel like an idiot. I didn't even get that shit when I saw it. But my point that I want to bring up is that it's. I don't. I, some people might say, oh, well, it's it's sh- making it shallow, the suffering, you know, of people that, that, you know, homophobes out there. And for sure. But in this comedy show, it shows that, like, Really, he's not even homophobic. He's just an asshole. Yeah. So, and that's his kind of personality trait throughout the entire fucking show. I, so, I, Toast, you think that Ray Purchase <laughs> got a job as a plastic surgeon to work on this on this newbie Nigerian princess to turn her into Bruce Forsyth to make you mad. Yeah, and what's funny is I'm not even that mad. <laughs> Don't worry, the surgery will be quite simple. And then he like puts her under and then switches out the painting. <laughs> the thing is, I needed Watching this reminded me that I needed a comedy. I haven't watched a good comedy in a long while that kind of just let me roll with the writing, and a good British comedy is the way to do it. So, on that topic, and I know I just spent freaking five minutes on Toast of London, so we're going to move on. Um, Toast to London, sorry. Um, so, I moved on to a show called Limmy Show. Have you heard of this? 
Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone brings the same joke up because it's the popular one that got me. No, the what's uh, what's heavier? No, it's a, a kilogram, kilogram of steel, steel or a, a kilogram, kilogram of feathers. feathers. But, oh, that's look at the size of that. That's cheap. But, but steel is heavier than feathers. Wait, wait. Did you get to the water? <laughs> no. Look at that water. Oh, oh yeah, water. Free, to, fresh. <laughs> you go to the, to the store, 20 quid, 10 quid, That's not, 5 quid. You know, it all adds up. <laughs> but look, look what happens. He goes to a sink at his house. Just, his no, not his house. Just what? a random house. I'd assume it was his house, but I don't know. <laughs> just a random then, house. And he just looks at the camera. Re- like, I fucks the shit out of it. And it's just like, water. But the funniest part is right after when the on-set crew goes up, he's like, that's not real, Walter, is no, what it? Are you, what are you doing? <laughs> what, what's going on? No, try it. It's water. It tastes just like Walter. Oh, my God. No, well, no. And then he goes, it tastes like fuck all. <laughs> but, Cheers. But that, that he's a, there are really popular clips on YouTube of, of this show. And, and I honestly was expecting just kind of like, I don't know what I was expecting. I thought it would be kind of like something similar to Toast to London, where it'd be like a character who goes through things and it'd be his show. No. Lemmy's not really a character, more as it's kind of like... It's a mix of kind of like Robot Chicken and Eric Andre show, where it's just yeah. like a constant chain of, of skits. And some of them land really, really hard. And I'm not going to lie, not all of them do, but what are you going to do? But there are some that hit extremely hard. And a big example of that are the Adventure Quest skits. Do you know oh, what I'm talking I haven't about? Gone there, no. Okay, because it's just like, all right, adventurer, let's go on our quest. And it's like, wait for me. Ah, Jingle the Jester, she'll be joining us on our quest. And it's like, yes, no adventure would be complete without Jingle Hat and Jingle Feet. <laughs> And then you just hear the guy on the other end of the phone, kill Jester. <laughs> they just look at the camera like, uh, uh, so we're, we're going on an odd adventure. Where would you go, traveler? Kill Jester. <laughs> Jester is our friend. She'll be giving us hints. Uh, to kill Jester would be a game over. So she'll be with us for the, advent- the entire adventure then. Yes. Giving me hints and all that. Yes. Making jokes in the log. Yes. Kill Jester. <laughs> it's just... I, I just fucking lost it so hard. I don't know so much that it's the writing or is it's the delivery. because It's, it's a mix of both. It's, it's, I, it's a little bit more skewed in the delivery because this dead, disappointed face, this guy, the, la- the utter collapse in his faith in humanity as he looks at the camera, he's like... No... Uh, <laughs> I, all right, I'm moving on, but please, please watch Lemmy Show. It's very fucking great. Um, movies that I watched, I saw... Huh, oh my god, let's not spend too long on this one either. I saw The Invention of Lying. Um, with Ricky Gervais. With Ricky Gervais. <laughs> you need to pronounce it incorrectly. That's what he does. <laughs> but, but yeah, Ricky Gervais is in it. Um, I I liked it because, as you know, I've said on the show before, like, I love a simple premise, and if you can run with it, then I like that. It, it, it's called The Invention of Lying, so it's like, it's a world where lies don't exist, so th- this main character creates the first lie ever. You know, it's a premise, we can roll with it. But, like, there was no difference between lying and being an asshole. And there right. is a very big difference between lying and just saying something to be an asshole and hurting someone. 
I will say probably the funniest thing I remember is the first date between Ricky, uh, Ricky's character and Jennifer Garner's character. Right. And Jennifer Garner opens the door and is like, oh, sorry, I was like, I was masturbating just in case. This, this date didn't go well. This date didn't go yeah. well. And then he goes, oh, well, how's, how, how, what are you thinking? And she's like, oh, I'm glad I did. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, see, that kind of humor I like, but then there's stuff that's like, you know that you're not qualified for this position, by the way. His assistant? And it's like, yes, thank you, I know. And she just kept harping on it. And it's like, there's honesty, and then there's being a dick to force a plot point. And then he was walking through the old folks' home, and it was just sad for like, like, ugh. Like, I get what he was going for, but it just wasn't funny. Which is very interesting, because he's a funny guy. Anyway, moving on. Um, uh, did you play anything? I did, which What'd is you? something I gotta talk about now. So I went into more detail on the Silent Hill DLC for Dead by Daylight. Cool. It already came out, right? Yeah, I mean, it. they they did the PTB, which is what I talked about last time, but then they got, they got rid of the PTB so that they could release the real deal, and now the real deal is out. So there's a couple things. Um, What's a PTB? Uh, player test build. Got it. It's pretty much like a public beta test or whatever the fuck. Okay, okay. Same shit, essentially. But um, it, it, there's some things I do have to mention because as a Silent Hill fan, I think you would be interested to the lore that it's trying to add to the franchise. Okay. Um, it's, it's not anything serious, and I wouldn't say it's anything that's really distracting. It's more like a what-if Dead by Daylight lore. I don't really care. That's fine. Um, but it actually says what happens to Heather after Silent Hill 3. Oh, yeah. Are we going into spoilers? Not really, because you could just say after what non after the crazy shit that happens in Silent Hill three. And I'm not going to go into detail. Heather apparently decides to honor the memory of someone by helping out kids in a rehabilitation clinic. Aww. Like she's just straight up. I, I don't know if it's real real uh, rehabilitation clinic or like a YMCA kind of thing. Basically, like a public service kind of thing. Right, right. She's a social worker. So, yeah, that's what it was. She's a social worker. Yes, exactly that. And um, it, it just makes sense. Yeah, and they actually have an outfit for her that's older Heather, adult Heather. Oh. Would you just like, oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, because Heather in three, what is she, 15, 16? She's like 16 or 17. I don't fucking know. But but this game, this is a Japanese game. As far as we know, she's like 12, and she looks like she's fucking 23. You know, right. I don't fucking know. I'm sorry. It happens very often in these games. But, but no, I just thought it was really interesting that they kind of, you know that shit that I talk about where it's like, you know, the characters in Resident Evil, they never get to live a happy life and just do whatever they want on their own. Right. Apparently Heather got to. I mean, before Dead by Daylight, the entity showed up and did whatever, but. So I'm glad that <laughs> Heather gets to have a happy ever after, even though it's short lived and Dead by Daylight standards. Yeah, but I guess in Dead do by you, Daylight. Are you happy with her model? Because a lot of people hated her character model. The thing is, I can't be mad because she looks just as cracked out as any other dead by daylight model ah like you it's just there it's heather in the dead by daylight art style i don't know what to tell you like it's gonna look like she's crazy mm. it's, how, it is how do you it feel is. about pyramid head pyramid head looks amazing um i'm really shocked they went with the silent hill 2 design and they gave him a huge ass just like they gave him shoulders and an ass just so like he's, he's dummy thick they like if you look at pyramid head in the original he's pretty lanky he's not really a big big dude he's i mean he's ripped but he's not like big right he is bigger than he's ripped in this one i always felt and i'm probably stupid for thinking this but for me whenever i think of silent hill 2 pyramid head mm -hmm. I, I always think of him as a weird uh egyptian god almost well pyramid yeah, I could see that. No, no, but also, like, 
the things he would wear, it was all wrapped up. So I thought it was like a weird mummy thing. Oh. And just the way he would walk, it was like, <laughs> he was like an, Egy- like an Egyptian. <laughs> oh God. I did all that for that shitty joke. Fuck. And, and you could also say it was a Jojo reference. Yes. Yeah. Deep in the Savage Garden. Anyway, <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, no, there's some pretty cool things that they added into this. Like, on top of that, they didn't really advertise it well, but Robbie the Rabbit is in the game as a killer. Oh, as a killer. Yeah, he's a skin for Legion. Oh. The the, the guy with the hoodie and the mask. Mm-hmm. Like, he, could, he just has a Robbie suit, just straight up, and you can get the four different recolors of Robbie. Oh, so you're buying that. I wanted to, but it's ten fucking dollars. For just the skin? For one of them. There's four different recolors of this r- so r- Robbie So it's $40. It's $40 if you want all the Robbies. Plus, the fucking uh, the Heather alternate costume for her to be Alessa is another $10. To play as Lisa Garland is another $10. Wait that. Oh, wait for that shit to be cheaper. It won't because they're Auric packs. It's not DLC. What's Auric? Auric pack is their stupid in-game like uh, currency. So they oh. never have sales on those. Yeah, so it's kind of bullshit. Either way, um, I just wanted to give a quick PSA that yes, Robbie is in the game, so I I think that's cool because I like Silent Hill Three. I don't know, fucking cool. Um, and then the other thing, if you're on the title, if you're on the select a mode screen, play as killer, play as survivor, you can press up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B A B A, select start, aka the Konami code, and you can unlock a little um badge or like a medallion. It's like a keychain, and it's Vic Viper from Gradius. Wow. Yeah. And if you're on PC, by the way, it's WWSSADAD, right click, left click, enter. Because that was cute. For me. Yeah. Um, real quick. And another little tidbit on that. They even play. Oh, God. I'm sorry. Um, when you play as Pyramid Head, a different theme song plays. It's the Dead by Daylight theme song, but it's in the, like the instrumentation of the Silent Hill like style. In the On the previous podcast, when I first heard it, I was like, wow, look at them even trying to mock the style. Guess who composed that? Akira. Akira. He came back and uh, composed the Dead by Daylight theme in the style of Silent Hill. Um, and so then, you take you know, back the mock. The mock. Yeah, I know. It's actually really well done. And they even doubled down on it because when you type in the Konami code and get the Vic Viper thing, they play the Dead, Di- Dead by Daylight theme in the style of Gradius. Okay. Every time I'm on the title screen, I play it. I'm, I'm glad. It's so good. So we're going to see this on your stream, I bet. <laughs> yes. I'm probably starting my streams out with the fucking Gradius Dead by Daylight theme. Fuck yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything else? I'm so sorry. Yos. Yos? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yes. That's everything. Hit me up. Oh, that is every- that's I thought everything. that was more. No. That's everything uh, I got. Mine's going to be short by comparison. Ha ha. He he. Uh, that's what she said. And I played a new uh, board game that's an alternate take on Clue. Oh. It's called Paranormal Detective. So say you need three people to play. Mm-hmm. A minimum. Or is it two? Fuck it. Whatever. But one person is the ghost. And the other people in the game are the people like talking to the ghost, having a seance, Ooh. trying to figure out... Who killed the ghost? Now, the ghost can't fucking say shit. Uh You can act out stuff depending on the card they play. And they have to make a suggestion when everything is filled up. You have to answer five things. Mm -hmm. The who, 
the why, the where, and the, the how, and the weapon. Yeah, so pretty much Clue. It's Clue. Yeah. But with just extra steps, and it's it's kind of fun, and the games are quick, and it's kind of fun because the ghost can help out and be like, hey, listen, you know. But what's to stop the ghost from just revealing the killer straight out? You can't. Why not? The game ends. But the thing is, you're the one thing I don't like. I like this idea because it promotes more like social dynamics and talking with other players. But my only problem is you're putting a lot of faith in one of the players to not reveal the secret. Well, I guess I had good friends to play it with because nobody revealed the secret. Because I could just imagine the asshole that gets the card that's like, oh, okay, you killed me. And then looks immediately at the person that killed them. Just oh, to no, like, no, no, no. And it's like, the oh, The person okay. who killed them isn't at the table. Oh. It's, you get a story. Oh. Like, the ghost gets a story. It's an assistant. Uh, like, one of the stories I got was I was an assistant. No, no. I was a magician, and my assistant killed me okay. to become the lead magician at this show. And she and made he, you disappear this time. Right. And no, made me drown in oh, the Jesus water. Christ. Okay. And I had to act out drowning in water and shit like that. <laughs> Jane, why am I in this tub full of water? I'm not I'm not no Harry Houdani. <laughs> <laughs> oh, calm down, Toast. I'm not a bloody magician. Magician. <laughs> I I love the way you mispronounce things It is things pronounced so much. pluff. <laughs> but it's spelled plow. <laughs> but don't worry. I'll take care of the bats in the room. <laughs> uh, what else did I play? Of course, Hunt Showdown. Um, of course. Of course. I mean, it's my Dead by Daylight. <laughs> uh, it's your, actually, it's your outbreak. Yeah, I mean, but it's active. And oh, <laughs> ow! All right, and it's okay, also supported. It's also supported. Let me go get my blue herb real quick because that poisoned me to my fucking core. Thanks. Uh, and I play with friends on console, so it's good. Wow! Kick me! No, I'm kidding. I have friends. I think. <laughs> sure, if you say so. I uh, bought friends. Don't worry. Uh, I mean, fuck, man. I haven't really been watching. Uh, Harley Quinn's almost done this season. I started watching Star Girl, okay, which is a DC live action show. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Uh, it's got charm. It's it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Luke Wilson's in it, and, and he's fine. And Joel McHale's in it for about thirty seconds, but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it's like, oh my God, I don't great. think it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, eh. Okay. Uh, it's, yeah, eh. it's, it's, it's fine. All right. I, <laughs> is this your stellar review? I feel like we've just kind of retread the same information here. Uh, I mean, if you have nothing to watch, I want something to watch with your brain turned off. Check out Star Check out the Lemmy show. <laughs> That's better. Probably watch that. That'll yeah. make you laugh. Uh, you cannot do it. It's the over it. <laughs> to be honest, this show has really helped me with my Scottish accent. I was terrible at it, and now I'm actually getting like somewhat the approachable. No, the Lemmy show. Uh, oh, what okay. really? You Get pointed at this show at your no, list of shit. I to pointed talk- down at the what my objective is, <laughs> which is on the ground, I guess. Anyway, anything uh, else? Or are we going into news? I watched a movie oh. with my dad last night called The Siege of Jadotville. 
Okay. Which was a pretty interesting war movie in that it was a true story about what happened in Africa, in the Congo in 1961, where 150 Irish soldiers who were working for the United Nations who were there trying to stop a civil war because it was a coup d'etat. Mm-hmm. And it was really interesting. And I thought it was really well done for a Netflix production. Well, Netflix is hit or miss. Like, it can, they I guess can hit they it never out of miss, the park. Huh? You got a boyfriend. I bet he doesn't kiss you. When the f- <laughs> where did, what are you bloody talking about? I'm only doing a voiceover. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I guess you don't browse TikTok. Now, do you want me to say the word bang, or do you want the noise of a bang? Uh, give us both, Toast. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to call corporate for this one. <laughs> okay. Do you, anything else, or do you have things? You should smoke cigarettes. You'll want more. <laughs> and, and more. And more. No, that's it. I mean, I didn't... I didn't have a British show to watch that was super quick. I I want more. I want more so bad. So please hit me up on Twitter, on the Facebook. Just please, Bone King TV. I need more British. I've comedy told skits. him the IT crowd, but he doesn't want to because of the laugh track, and it, I understand. It's completely. the format of it. it, it it's existing. I, I Even want, though Toast is in it, he's in it. He's in it. Oh. And he's he's so fucking funny. He right. shows up at a funeral of his de- of his dad. It's not a spoiler, <laughs> but it happens in fucking Toast to London too. Right, but he shows up, <laughs> and and everyone's like looking back at him, and he just does this. Father. <laughs> All right, so moving on to news. Yeah. Okay, news. Last of Us Two came out, and a reviewer said it is the Schindler's List of gaming. So I put it to you that Wii Sports Resort is the Sophie's Choice of sports games. <sighs> see, I was gonna correct Sterling. You. Fucking went at him. Yeah, well, I didn't at see the everybody. Video. Also, Druckmann said, "I don't want fun in my games." See, here's the thing: we don't, we don't. No, I'm sorry. For Last of Us Two, for Last of Us, we don't consider fun. Okay, but here's the thing for me in particular. I promised my cousin that I would play Last of Us 1 with him, and we never got around to it, and I still have not. Oh, wow. I still don't know. Bone King not fulfilling a promise. I, well, yeah. Hey, Adrian, I still Fuck haven't me, read Watchmen. The hey, prom- Adrian, I'll play Days Gone. My promises are as hollow as my ribcage. <laughs> Uh, skeleton joke. Um, but yeah, no, so I, I've been very cautious about reading anything related to Last of Us. So I wouldn't have any spoilers of anything of any kind. Right, but Sterling's Jim Quisition is no spoilers. I know, but I've already seen some screenshots of things that I'm like, Oh, ah, yeah, this ah, is super, ah. super spoiled already. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I've been avoiding it, but what it sounds like is like it's a little pretentious is what I'm hearing. I don't know. I, I mean, Jim, who we trust on this show a lot, com- compares Neil Druckmann, the writer and director of Last of Us 2, to David Cage, which Jesus. is one of Bone King's favorite people. Don't even fucking start with me. Could you, you fu- imagine? Ugh. Could you imagine? Okay, I'm gonna predict a game for you that you would play in platinum. It is a David Cage game produced by Tom Hewlett. Uh, would, you'd play it. I don't even. You'd play it. 
See, the thing about David Cage is he allows a lot of different avenues um, that many different stories were unable to do before. Um, and people really... Could you imagine nervous. if that's, that's the next Silent Hill game? Shattered Memories 2. They did say... Heavy they, Rain. They did say they wanted a Telltale-style game. Oof. You're not even far off. They're not... Whatever stupid thing you come up with will somehow not be stupid enough. I, I, I hope you understand this, right? Because it's Konami. It's Konami we're dealing with. We're lucky. We are fucking lucky. The Dead by Daylight team is a good team when it comes to creating assets and shit, and they can make a game. There's an argument to be said on whether it's fully balanced and whether or not, you know, they really balance things in the meta and all that shit. But for the most part, Dead by Daylight is solid. So they had the production on Heather, who's Cheryl, I guess, and Pyramid Head, okay? Nothing of Konami. Konami just farted out the license. You know, I don't... Anyway, <laughs> Last of Us. That that's the last of my news. All right, um, which is very little. I think that's all the news I got. Oh wait, I have FGC news. Oh, F uh, Filipino champ F champ got banned from almost every tournament because he did a racist joke. Well, that's what happens. Like, yep, that's what happens. Yep. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know what to tell you, dude. Like, you know? Also, wrestling is going through its Me Too movement right now. Dude, I can only imagine how much shit we don't see behind the scenes on the world wrestling shit. You know what I mean? The WWE? Because they're, they're pretty much objectified when they walk out in their goddamn outfits to begin with. Right. Both genders. So, like... I, and Vince McMahon does not sound like a, a nice boss to work for. He isn't. So, you know. There's actually a really old story that he fired somebody because they sneezed. That that's You know what that sounds like to me? That sounds like some crooked fucking big dick power move that like some corporate asshole would do. I know. Like, oh, I'm going to fire this guy for sneezing and that'll make me seem like such a cool guy. Like, fuck that. I know you were going there, but for some reason, I didn't think you were going to go dick of a boss. I thought you were going to say, he sounds like the Shinra president. Well, Shinra president would just be like, you sneezed? Allow us to give you a promotion in that experimentation chamber. I mean, VIP lounge. You know, like, Shinra just killed people. uh, But but that's it. That's all the news I got. All right. We'll rock on. Um, We're going to go ahead and just take a quick break. Uh, Take a quick word from our sponsor. And we'll be right back with the top daddies in media. (laughs) That's right. I went there. He looked right at me and my delicious dad bought. Did you get it? (laughs) Did you get it? No, but you will. I'm loving it. Hello everyone, this is the masterful dude of doodliness, the face that runs the place, the host with the most, Adrian Mikewes, and you're listening to the Fan Freaks Podcast hosted by the Fan Freaks Facebook group, the home to all freaks and all fandoms alike. Join us at F-A-N-F-R-E-E-K-S Fan Freaks Facebook group. Be there, be square. Are you winning, son? I don't know what that's in reference to. You've never seen the Are You Winning, Son? It's a saying. Like it's. I was gonna say meme, but it's not a meme. It's just a saying. No. Really? No, I've never. Where seen the that. dad walks into the room and is like, "Are you winning, son?" And it's like a. Wow. No. Would you like to redo this intro? <laughs> no. So we're going into all star <laughs> dads. Yeah. Uh, all star. You leave it there, like the 
like the disappointment you that sit. you are. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> Damn it. Speaking of disappointments, let's talk about our all-star dads in media. Uh, <laughs> you want to go first? Uh, sure. I'm gonna have one on my list that I guarantee you guys. The king will have on oh, his. Actually, remember, we should actually say the rules real quick because it's not a freaky five. Oh, yeah. This is an all-stars. This is an all-stars. Really quick. So Not to be confused with PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. Right. And I totally didn't take the name from that. Shush. Um, but yeah, no, so we have Freaky Fives, and it's a very similar kind of premise where we talk about our favorite of a topic, whereas in Freaky Five, we're ranking them, and in All-Star, we're kind of just bringing up our favorites in general, non-ranked, and the way we present it is I go, you go, you know what I mean? Or you go, I go, you know what I mean? It's one after the other. So you'd say one, and then I'll say a name, as opposed to saying all of ours in a row. And I think I'm just going to start with the super obvious, uh, red vest Elephant in the room. You bitch. And he's got this. Barry motherfucking Burton. Yes. He's Barry Burton, you know. Uh, Oh, I'm so embarrassed. Well, Jill, you were almost a Jill sandwich. (laughs) He had a picture of my wife and kids, Jill. He played me like a fiddle, Jill. (laughs) Like, you know Barry's... Okay, Barry Burton from Resident Evil. Right. Right. Because we, we're alluding to it. We know him because we fucking love him to death. But... That's actually uh, one of the first things uh, Bone King asked me when he saw my car and it had the stars decal. He's like, who's your favorite stars member? I said, oh, Barry. And like, he's oh! like, oh, it's not Chris or Jill. This motherfucker has the balls to or, say Barry. Or Wesker. Because <laughs> someone would say Wesker. Okay. <laughs> Just to be clear, I just want you guys to know, Bone King and I love Barry for two very different reasons. That's not necessarily true. You, I love him for the same, but I also love him for the same reasons you do too. That me thinking he's attractive is a, is the icing on the cake. Oh, okay. His character is still a character to love, not even in a romantic like sense, right. you know, in general. But yes, yes, I would. <laughs> I would definitely. He's fucking amazing. Um, uh, but you know Barry's a good dad because he was just so easily manipulated by Wesker just even merely threatening his kids. Yeah. And it was just like, Barry, I will literally slap your kids. You know Moira? I'll slap her right in the face. Please, Wesker. No. She's my little girl. <laughs> and he's also kind of like a big brother or dad to Chris and Jill. Yeah. Because in the lore of of Resident Evil, he takes care of Chris from I don't know if a lot of people know about Chris Redfield's backstory. Well, yeah, but it's and weird. And that Barry saved him. But they double up on the whole like surrogate parent thing because like, yes, Barry was a father to Chris, but at the same time in Resident Evil 2, Claire is like a or Chris is like a father to Claire. So they double up on in this Resident whole archetype Evil 2. where they say like Claire I, or Chris, I love my brother. He was like a father cuz my we our parents were never around and he right, was always right, out right, looking right, out right, for right, me. Right. Like they reuse a lot of the same gimmicks here. Right. I like it, but yeah, it is there. <laughs> but Barry does it for two main characters. Right. Right. It's true. And, that, and also, that's Wait. one of the points, spoiler, for Resident Evil 3 Remake, reimagining. It's one of the things you and I were pissed about because there was no Barry. 
See, but that's my thing I wanted to ask you. Resident Evil 1 has a lot of Jill and Barry, but did they even have a relationship before RE1? Did they talk? I know Chris and Barry did. I'm sure they were, like, co-workers, but I, I, like, they never, I never got the implication, like, that they were besties. I got that with Chris and Barry, because they say it multiple times. And even Enrico and Barry, in a way, you know what I mean? Because they were the two older members. of the- Read the books. The books are really good. <laughs> Not only that, and the files. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, Barry's amazing. Um, should I, should I do? A, are we doing dishonorable mentions at the end, or dishonorable mentions at the end? Okay. I don't have any dishonorable mentions. I have quite a few. Okay. I, I, I wouldn't. And, and expect- one of them is in the Resident Evil franchise, so you know. Anyway, so Alexander Ashford. <laughs> Pretty much every dad besides Barry. Let's be honest. Anyway, uh, so here's a dad on my list. <laughs> go. Let's, let's go ahead and start out with one that you were actually contesting. So I'm going to go ahead and defend myself. Actually. Save it. All right. Yeah, we'll save it. I'll go with a really obvious one here. Who would I not pick but fucking Bowser himself, <laughs> the great King Koopa? Technically, he only has one kid. I'm sorry, does that nullify his status no, no, as a no, father? No, 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 no. no, no. Don't, don't bring in the fucking Koopalings. I never bring in the Koopalings to anything. I don't right. give a shit about the Koopalings. I'm sorry. I we didn't... still don't know the mom either. Well, well, I mean, they never deconfirmed, but it's kind of Peach. How? She... Oh, Bowser Jr. I don't want to know Bowser Jr. literally says, Peach is my mama. Peach goes, I'm your mama? Like, oh, oops, I didn't even know I gave birth to you. And that's all they talk about. They never fucking say... She laid an egg? I don't know how it works, man. I don't know how it works. But what I do know... Nintendo's really weird. Is that Nintendo never likes to confirm anything. By the way, did you know that Mario and Peach are not married? Yeah, I knew that. I think we talked about it on the podcast because I could have sworn that they were because of the Super Mario Odyssey, Odyssey was the end, of, like the breakup of the wedding. They never officially got married. You'd think that they have a wedding gown and Mario in a tuxedo that they would just do it, right? But they haven't no. done it yet. No. But anyway, yeah. So Bowser, I mean, he's dad of the year. He he's such a great dad that he transcends villainhood and he just becomes lovable. So I I love Bowser. I don't know God what you can damn. tell. Him. I don't know what to tell you. I love him. So he goes there. I'm going to go into comics. Scott Lang. Okay. Which one's... I I know Scott. Okay. All right. Because I was like, it's not Cyborg. No. no. Okay. Because that's Cyborg. That's Scott as well. No, that's Victor Stone. Isn't his name Scott? No, it's Vic Stone. The... Oh, oh, you Cyclops, the, not Cyborg. I'm such Scott a fucking. That's Scott Summers. I am such a fucking idiot. I am so. No, it's sorry. just you. You don't read comics. <laughs> no, I just clearly like, you haven't finished Watchmen. <laughs> All right, continue. There's I'm been so a sorry. goddamn pandemic. Why is why is Scott Lang a good father? Let me give you an idea. Okay, he was. Uh, he's always been a criminal, kinda, and he tries to become a hero because he gets you know, given the power or kind of steals it right from Hank Pym, mm-hmm. the suit of Ant-Man and all that stuff. I'm sorry to interject really quick. That's actually one of my favorite startups for a, a superhero backstory. Like instead of just an accident happening, like a thief getting in over his head is. Mwah, mwah. So Scott does do that. Yes. But he's divorced and the little girl just wants to 
be with her dad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the wife, you know, hey, babe, don't do that. Sounds like my ex-wife. <laughs> don't do that. Your dad's kind of a bad guy. He's also an idiot. Kind of. <laughs> I mean, um, and he tries to get a job before uh, his daughter and his ex-wife move to Florida. And they're in uh, New York. No, L.A. Mm. And what's funny is Scott gets the job, but they still move. So he quits the job like day one because he's like, I was only doing it for my kid. And it was a multi-million dollar job from Tony Stark. Mm -hmm. And then he goes, moves to Florida and then starts a business as a hero for hire kind of thing. Right. With a literal dude stuck in a bear suit. That is great. And one of the comics covers that I own and I purposefully sought this one out was him and his little his little girl watching a movie together on a big screen but it was a a, t- a, a cell phone oh it's um, cute and everything was shrunk down and they're just watching it outside amidst the leaves oh no no don't worry oh he, no honey he, he honey I shrunk the kids no yeah, Do you want to ta- get Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Because that's how you get Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. All right. Nice Archer reference, but that's... But he's Ant-Man. But can we also double down on the Archer reference because the original line is about what? Ants. Thank you very much. Because if you want ants. Thank you very much. <laughs> that that was that was silent, team silent level of writing. <laughs> but yeah, Scott Lang <laughs> is a really good fucking dad. <laughs> okay, I could get that. I could ban even the movie version. I would even agree with you. Even, even like the way that um shit. What's his name? That Paul Rudd. No. Yeah, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. The way that he portrayed Ant Man um and his character Scott Lang. Uh, Scott Lang. Uh, really genuine. You could really feel it's very genuine. It's not superficial. Unlike Deadshot. Sorry, Will Smith, you're full of charisma, my dude, but bad writing will not save you. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about or no? Yeah. Okay, because yeah, that's where the kid is. Squad. Yeah, it's just used as an accessory. You know what I mean? And it's not a dishonorable mention, but I just wanted to give that comparison on how you have that similar archetype of a superhero doing bad stuff for the benefit of their child. I have one dishonorable mention. Okay, but do you see what I'm talking about? That yeah. comparison? That's why Ant-Man, I think, is better. But anyway, um, so here's my, my next pick. Are you ready? Ready. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, th- I feel like I'm going to steal one from you. Go. You know what? No, I'll give you another shot. If you don't say it on the next one, that's it. I get. I got. I'm I got pretty sure I don't have it. Okay, here we go. Um, Chuck Green, Dead Rising Two. No, you didn't play Dead Rising Two. We've been over this. I've never played any oh. of the Dead Rising. So the whole idea is Chuck is part of a show that's like all about killing zombies for sport. Right. It's called Terror's Reality. And the reason he does this show is to get money to buy f- his daughter's medication called Zombrex. And what Zombrex does is if you're infected with the zombie virus, you can take a a daily shot to repress it. So there's a lot of, like, real-life analogs to, like, medication that people have to take for their their illnesses or else they die. And it kind of adds this corporate angle. It's like, what if the medical, the the health industry, the medical industry? I don't know what what else you want to say. Healthcare industry. Healthcare industry got a hold of the zombie cure. Would they just give it to people? No. No. They would fucking jack up the prices, make it hard as fuck to get. To quote Chris Rock, the money ain't in the cure, it's in the medicine. But exactly. And really the thing is, Chuck Green is a great father because he does all this 
because he has to literally get daily shots for his daughter or else she will die. She doesn't, it's not a, a lost cause, and he does whatever he has to. In the game, all the crazy psychopath bullshit is for Katie. So when everything goes tits up in the Las Vegas and it's full of zombies, he still has to get the Zombrex. You can choose to let her just die, but even if you, le- if you let her die and get to the end where the helicopter arrives, he chooses not to go. Because he, there's no point in living without his daughter. Fucking real shit. Chuck Green's a good character. It's kind of messed up that they don't do anything with him, and it's just nothing but Frank West all day long. Right. Damn. All right. Go on. I feel bad. You didn't... All right. Go on. So, for my third dad, it's Clark Kent. Is he a dad? Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. Well, Bonking doesn't know what's going on in comics. What about Crypto? Uh, yeah, he's a dad to Crypto. No, he actually has a son with Lois Doggy Lane. Doggy dad. Dog dad. Hashtag dog dad. Are you doing that thing Instagram. where you fucking interrupt? Just to- I'm making jokes. Someone has to. So he has a kid that is half human, half Kryptonian with Lois Lane. Uh, they have a great relationship. The son is discovering all these powers. His name is Jonathan Kent. He oh. named him for his adoptive father. Yeah, I remember uh, this now. And it's just beautiful the way it was written until Brian Michael Bendis came along, ruined it all. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Bendis. You know, well, you asked me a question. Um, I didn't, I didn't ask anything. Earlier, Mr. Confrontation, <laughs> fucking, you asked me if, there, if I would like something with David Cage and Tom Hewlett. Right. How would you like a game produced by Tom Hewlett, but written by... Mr. Bendis. Is it a Spider-Man game? It can be. <laughs> then I'll be fine with it. Because Bendis writes Spider-Man well. It can, if I, you want it to be. I don't want it to be a fucking <laughs> Superman game. It that. can, if you want it to be. And it'll be all about flying through rings. <laughs> Sorry. All right, so what's the one you think I but have? But of course you'd pick Clark Kent. <laughs> all right, so here we go. Here's the one that I think you have. Piccolo. No. Really? Okay. Well, I don't know if you no, know... No, I, uh, I had completely forgotten about him. I don't know if you know the character Piccolo from oh. Dragon Ball Z. Are you asking me or the audience? I'm asking you, uh, facetiously. Yes. Yeah. Okay. With Gohan. Yes, yes. See, it takes a special kind of guy to have a bitter rival that you just, you just hate him so much... But he kicks your ass, and you're like, you know what? Maybe he was right to kick my ass. But, like, you still have to sort of deal with him. And then the asshole has a kid and then just bails on the kid. And then you're just kind of left to, like, step up well, to the plate. not bail. He did die by your hands. I'm s- Raditz. Right, but it's because Goku was a fucking rash son of a bitch and thought the only way to kill him was a fucking kamikaze attack. Right, full Nelson... Do yeah, the this is the only way. Ball. This is the only way. Fuck that shit. No, it's not. You can come up with something else. I don't know. Fucking energy beam him in the back right there. Fuck it. I don't know. Whatever you could come up with. He, I'm just saying. It take regardless of that. It takes a special kind of guy to just step up and raise the child of a man you just kind of really disdain that, at that moment. Not only that. Yeah. <laughs> to to piggyback off that. Look at what happens during Cell Saga mm. when Gohan ascends to Super Saiyan 2. 
or perfect Super Saiyan, however they want to fucking say it, mm-hmm. he gets out of the the time chamber, the hyperbolic time chamber, and the first thing he asks is, Piccolo, can I, you make me an outfit like yours? Mm-hmm. Not even a gi like Goku's. He's like, make me an outfit like yours. Well, because who trained I, him? Right. Yeah. But Goku trained him to become Super Saiyan, but he respects Piccolo more uh. because that's his real dad. Right. Fuck Goku. It's in his developmental years, who is the one putting Gohan in traumatic situations? Well, both of them. Well, not Piccolo. Piccolo did. No, the whole thing with, did like... You, do you not remember Piccolo training Gohan when the okay, Saiyans you're were coming? Right. You know what? You're right. The, the training was harsh. I, I completely he forgot about the training. He sicked a dinosaur on Gohan. The, the bitch could, like, fucking jump buildings and shit. This was, this was a four-year-old. I, but you know what? It wouldn't have been any worse than what fucking Goku... Goku, you know what? It's better because Goku would have done nothing. Right, because Goku's neglect never there. is worse. You know, you <laughs> know who's end. been like a forgotten son was Goten. His oh yeah, second son. Yeah, Goku doesn't give a shit. He's too he busy reliving born, his childhood. He was born while <laughs> Goku was dead from Cell. Dad, I need help with my homework. Sorry, son, I'm too busy turning into a, a kid again in GT. Yeehee! Yeah, let's not talk about. That. <laughs> let's not talk about GT. I'm just saying, Piccolo's great. I want to give props to him and Chi-Chi. Right, Chi-Chi, go to college. Go fucking college, Gohan. Yeah, but a lot of people are pissed about that. But you know what? Because Gohan could have been better. Is it the wrong thing to say? No, it isn't. He could have done both. Anyway. So to piggyback off that. Right. Vegeta's my pick. Holy shit, that's right. Trunks. (laughs) When Trunks is a kid. Because future Trunks, he treats like absolute shit. I was going to say. But... Later on, he becomes very loving to Trunks, particularly during Boo Saga with the uh, with Trunks turning Super Saiyan and how proud he was of that. And then when Bulla was was born, um, in Super, and Goku goes up to Vegeta and is like, "Vegeta, let's go train." And he's like, "No, you idiot! I can't. My wife's pregnant. She could uh-huh. get birth at any moment." He's like. Oh, I never dealt with that. Yeah, screw and that. Vegeta, and, and Vegeta's like, I see now why. <laughs> why yeah. you are the way you are. But you I'm mean? going to stay with my wife. And he, we see this, this Saiyan prince, this dude who tried to blow up the planet so many years ago, change a fucking diaper. I'm sorry, scale that back. We just saw Vegeta refuse a fight with Goku. Right. Like, just on a purely personality level, Vegeta is always trying to fight Goku. And he instead is like, no, you asshole. My wife is going to give birth. Right. Goku's like, no, what are you talking? By the way, Goku's on my dishonorable mention. Just want to fucking throw that out there. Because he's just like, oh, what are you talking about? Are we knocking out a dishonorable kid, The kid is going to be born anyway. Who cares if you're there? Bro, like, let's just spend time in the hyperbolic time chamber. LOL. Like, bro, he's the epitome of the dad who left for smokes. Right. I I can't. uh, What a dick. But Vegeta doing that. And also what's very beautiful is the scene that happens because Trunks gives Bulla to to Vegeta Mm -hmm. and Vegeta like carries the baby. The baby was crying. But then when she gets into Vegeta's arms, obviously stops crying. That cliche. Yeah, absolutely. Right. It's a great one. This is something for you because to go back to Piccolo, Gohan makes Piccolo the godfather 
to pan his yeah. baby. And Piccolo babysits oh and God. takes care. And Gohan and him talk as if they're father and grandfather to pan. Well, he doesn't even let go. Like Goku's Goku gets one episode, half an episode with pan and Everybody's like, oh, look, it's Goku. He made an appearance, much like other deadbeat dads. He made an appearance. He showed up. Conveniently, after Pan starts flying because she gets that flight shit because she's still sane and all that. (laughs) Wait, wait. Is she she fightable? Is she fightable? All right, I'm not interested. Bye. Right. (laughs) Like, fucking hell. Fucking Goku. (laughs) Goddamn Goku. Uh, But, uh, But that was my turn. Now it's yours. I said Piccolo, didn't I? Yeah, but then I went Vegeta. Now it's oh, you. Oh shit! You're right. You're right. You're right. I was gonna say also for Vegeta, he's he's a big case of better late than never. Yeah. Because in the beginning he was not. No, he wasn't. But I guess neither was Piccolo. I guess so. It takes a minute for these hard ass dudes to like get into it. I, I these Sundere assholes. Yeah, dude, Sundere warriors. <laughs> <laughs> the Sundere Z warriors. Okay, so I'll say my next one. Um, so I said Bowser, I said Piccolo, I said Chuck Green. Here's a good one. Barrett Wallace from Final Fantasy VII. Wow, I completely forgot he was a dad. Dude, I talked to so many goddamn people who swear up and down they played Final Fantasy VII and just forget, like, huge plot elements. Like, Barrett's whole character is centered Bunking, around Marlene. I played... Not you. Okay. I'm, I didn't mean to make it specifically you. I'm just saying, in general, people like to think that Barrett's just kind of like this anarchist, you know, freedom fighter and that's it. People forget that he does everything for Marlene, his daughter, Who's actually Dine's daughter? That wow, we have a lot of dads on this list. Are like take well, yours are actually like Piccolo's stepping up to be a dad because in this scenario, fucking Barrett is also stepping up to be a dad because it's actually Dine's daughter. But anyway, that's besides the point. He literally starts a resistance because every fucking legal method he's tried to provide for his daughter does not work because Shinra is like. The, like it's it's literally a cartoon like evil corporation. It's like if Umbrella Corporation ran a city. Holy shit, they did, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, Barrett's amazing, Zombie especially Sorry. especially when you get to the Golden Saucer and you learn more about his backstory. Like Barrett has a really good character arc. I would even go far as to say a better character arc than Cloud. Sue me. Cloud's character arc, and I can't say it because it's spoilers, is is kind of really... It, it's very science fiction-y, and if you're really into that idea of, you know, stuff with green that I can't talk about, then yeah, it works. But Barrett feels really grounded in the world of Midgar, and really, like, or you know what I mean? In in Yeah, I get it. Yeah, okay. I was, what's the name of the planet? I think it's Gaia. Gaia, as it always is. Anyway, Barrett Wallace is my choice here. I played Final Fantasy VII, and I finished in, like, 10th grade of high school. Yeah, plus he's a great ranged attacker. He's like Waka. Uh, How many all-stars do you have left? Ranged attack. It's great. What? Oh, uh, I have three. How many do you have? I remembered some. I have six left. Holy shit. I'm going to do three right now, just really quick. Because I have my dishonorable mentions. I have two dishonorable mentions. That's it. Okay. So really quick, Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh. Oh. Oh, God. I wish we could remember his name. But yeah. 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 Literally uh, goes through all that. Absolutely. John Matrix, which was Arnold's character in Commando. 
Oh, yeah. With Alyssa Milano as his daughter. He's kind of, yeah. And George McFly. <laughs> I disagree. I know you do. I, I he's disagree. He's technically so a dad, hard. so you can't argue that. N- no. He's no. technically Marty's So dad. is Goku. And we just talk shit about how he's not a no, real dad. Then what are you going to say? That he, he didn't provide for his kids? He's a nothing character. He did. Oh, he's a nothing. Without him, Marty doesn't exist. Literally, yes. But in terms of the story, he's very passive. So it's very hard for me to like put him as a great dad, as an all-star dad, when he really has Marty do all the work for him. Marty was the main character. But, but that's my point here. It's not like he was actually helping Marty Barry in any way. Barry wasn't the main character, but you're okay with Barry. Because Barry... But it still is established that he cared about his kid. George really doesn't... He's he just ca- passive. He cares about his kids. He said, I love you, like, once in the beginning. And then the rest of the movie, he doesn't know that Marty Guess is what? his son. The rest of the movie? The rest of the movie set in 1955. Right, where he wouldn't know that he's his son. And not only that... He stands up for himself, and he defends his son after he has a successful character arc All right, at you the heard end it here, of folks. Back to the Future. The key to being a good dad is to defend and stand up for yourself. Is this and what for you're your kid. Me? For your kid at the end. He did stand up for... For Mark, your kid oh. at the end. Right, at so the we'll, end save it, we'll save we, it for the we, Back to the Future thing. I by think, the way, I got two guests for that show. Buddy, buddy, remember how many mics we have. Come on. <laughs> well, I hope CSB will be open by then. We'll hope so. Uh, here's hoping. But yeah, a we'll, lot keep of- it, we'll keep it for the Back to the Future show. Right. It's, mm. it, no, it's coming. It's it's abrupt. I'm still so mad. It's bubbling, that you boiling. you didn't see for the first one and the second one. I'm sorry. I am sorry. I don't know. I can, if I could go, if I could get a time machine. <laughs> out of a DeLorean? <laughs> out, of, out of a DeLorean. And have, okay, so I went Miss Delphire, John Matrix, George McFly. I did three right there. Okay, so my turn right now. So uh, I'm going to go with the, the, the controversial one, since you went with the controversial one. Harry Mason. Why would you not? Like, cause you, I said this to you, and you were like, I don't know if that, I would agree. And I'm like, what? Harry Mason from when Silent Hill. When was he a dad? Hill. He is a dad. When do we see it? The whole game and even before How? in the fucking Oh, have you seen a little girl anywhere? She's about she's 6 years old and she's my daughter, little right. short black hair. Literally the equivalent literally, of a social worker. Literally fights Satan <laughs> to get his daughter back. He could leave but does not because of why? The, can he, he loves leave? his daughter. Cuz when I was playing the game, I tried to leave, I couldn't. Why does he go to the town in the first place? Because his bitch wouldn't oh, stop talking about it. Oh, <laughs> did he just say, shut up, don't talk about it, and then live the rest of his life? Or did he go to the town to help his daughter get over whatever trauma she had? Because guess Maybe what? Maybe he wasn't even going to the town. Maybe the, the fucking little girl's magic made the town appear. What? Are you, why are you fighting this? I, the, the, every every answer you give me is like so wrong. I'm just I'm just so sorry. Like Harry Mason is a dad. Just be okay because you're. I know why you're saying this actually because you want to bring up Claire Redfield. God damn it! She's and a how mom. and how Claire Redfield is not a mom to Sherry. Literally, Sherry was in a predicament. Sherry is not related to Claire. They, it was a happenstance that they ran into. This each kid other. isn't related to Harry. 
I'm gonna fucking slap you. It was an adopted child. It goes a little bit above fucking happenstance. Okay. Mm. He raised her for mm. six years. Mm. Raised her for six years. Convenient. You're so full of shit. I can't even believe you. Like Claire and Sherry are just happen happenstance. Just happen to run into each other, and Sherry takes it upon herself to protect a child. That is a motherly trait, but not acting as her mother to raise her. Guess what? Guess what? Harry did. Raised Cheryl. And guess what happened at the end of Silent Hill 1? Harry raised who? Heather. Remember right. all that shit pre-Silent Hill 3? And we never saw anything there. What is that? that how does that negate everything? Yes, we did. We don't see it. Heather's reaction. We don't see it. Heather's... If Harry wasn't a good dad, do you think Heather would have the reaction she Maybe had? Maybe she's sensitive. All right. Remember that thing about just saying things? <laughs> I don't I, I I you're wrong. All right. I'll leave it to the audience to decide. But you know what? I think Harry Mason is one of the very few instances where we have a protagonist who is literally her father. And by the way, it's not act it is actually his daughter. It's called it's fucking reincarnated, right? Like I don't know. Well, never mind cuz his wife couldn't give birth, so it's not actually <sighs> I hate you for making me explain all this shit. But in the end, if he thinks Harry Mason's a good dad, I think Claire Redfield's a good dad. No, mom. I just explained how it doesn't work. And Harry I, Mason and raised her. I just her. said it does. Claire, ne what did Claire do at the end I of Resident Evil 2? I will stab you in the what eye did Claire, with a pen. What did Claire do at the end of Resident Evil 2? She was there. No, oh, I seem to recall her leaving Sherry's ass with Leon and the government and to go find Chris. Is that not what happened? Because she trusted Leon. It's Leon's right. fault. Right, and what did Leon do? It's Leon's fault. Leon literally traded in a little girl to get a higher position in the fucking government. Let's just be honest here. Good for Leon. I, it's Sherry not a lot was of people super annoying. About. Like, no, she was not as bad. She's not as bad as some other, uh, you know, um, escort mission character. She's not as bad. Oh, the worst one's probably Emma. Emma Emmerich from Metal Gear Solid 2. I'll, I'll, I'll take that. I'll even take that. I, I want to put in Mayu from Fatal Frame 2. Cause holy shit, bro! Just, just a little faster. Just, just walk, walk, run a little faster. So we're getting siren. Anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah, that'd be fun. But anyway, Harry Mason, he's a great dad. Uh, Harry Mason raised Heather at the end of Silent Hill One. That's where I was going with that. Anyway, right. <laughs> uh, nobody tried to offer him a position, and <laughs> I'm sure the cult did. Remember, someone um, apparently didn't they get attacked by the cult? They say in some of the lore somewhere. I may be wrong. I'm not gonna say that this happened. I know they tried recreating it in the shitty Revelations movie, but like apparently that's why they went into hiding. The cult managed to find them again, and that's why they changed their names. Mm. And that's why it's he did, but he didn't change his name now, did he? No, not a very smart move, Harry. <laughs> Doug, like Douglas is like, room. I'm trying to find the new identity of this man, Harry Mason, and his name now is Harry, Harry Mason. Mason. <laughs> Sorry, go he ahead. Couldn't and give even go Harry Maison. Harry, like a little Harry Maison. <laughs> James uh, Sunderland. So my next one's really weird. Okay, rock on. I don't even think you've seen the movie. That's fine. You didn't fucking know Chuck Green. Uh, Boys in the Hood. It is I, Furious Styles. I saw this movie a long time ago. You have to remind right. me. But this dad taught his son everything about the world around him. And it was a very good thing to see in black media of a father actually taking care of their sons. Right. Because there's that stereotype. And I thought it was beautiful to have him 
there portrayed so well by Lawrence Fishburne. Well, I mean, if you want to, I mean, Barrett as well raises. Right, but that's a video game. Yeah, a Japanese video game that doesn't have a lot of black characters to begin with. This is true, but guess how they wrote him with saying a lot of fuck stams and shit. They they did essentially make him a Mr. T stereotype. That is, I can't deny. There are there are the sins of the father. I you know like it, it's bad, but they there were some parts that are really good in there. I swear, I I don't so, know. So yeah, Furious Styles. Nice, Your nice. Turn. Um, I got uh. No, you know, actually, I'm not going to even bring up because I'm going to bring him up. But since you it's going to be just you have no idea who he is. Asgore. Yeah, from Undertale, play Undertale, the whole game, you're talking about King Asgore and you find out more about him. That's all I'll say. Anyway, um, my next one. Well, uh, yeah, but you did Mrs. Doubtfire as a rapid fire one. So I was going to do my other rapid fire one. And this is easy. Persona 4 Dojima. I don't remember his first name, but they call him Dojima the whole game. Uh, he raises Nanako the entire game. Uh, Persona 4, it's in JRPG. Not going to go too much into it, but he's a detective that has to raise a daughter being a single parent and a detective at the same time. Not a lot of time for his daughter, but he somehow gets her prepared to basically live on her own. I don't, I put a question mark on whether or not this is a good father or not, because I could tell that the, the good intent is there, but he still kind of does leave her to her own devices way too often. She's like, like fucking six. I forgot his name, but this is a character from a little game called Parasite Eve, uh, Daniel. Oh yeah. Who does have a kid in the, in the game. I didn't beat it, but that is a character. I remember. Uh, he tries to save his kid. His wife dies and becomes one of the blobs of mitochondria that Eve controls at Central Park. All right. Spoilers? No. <laughs> wow. Fuck off. <laughs> what about all the shit we just said about Silent Hill? What shit did I say about Silent Hill? I, I never once said what happens to said character. I just said how she would react. That's it. Right. And who fought who and what happened? I mean, is that that's not even a spoiler? And this isn't either. So uh, <laughs> you never really deal with it. I didn't play the game, so I don't want to know. Wait, you've never played? I Paris never got past the intro. I never owned the game, Adrian. I have. <laughs> I, I don't the get greatest mad at hits I edition it. of it because I bought it off my friend. Similar to how you I got Silent Hill 1, right? Right. Yeah, I was about to go My there. My friend was like, yeah, I don't care for this game. I'm like, I'll give you five bucks for it. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I even got better. I was like, a dollar? That's what I've got on me? Sure. <laughs> yeah, but mine's in the case with the... the yeah, mine was just a disc. Yeah. Straight up, just mine is just the Silent That's Hill That's why disc. I went five. Worth it. Uh, last good dad, Henry Jones Sr., Nope, don't know. Dr. Jones. Indiana Jones on the Last Crusade. Oh! I don't... Sean Connery. The Aqua song was just playing in my head. Dr. Jones, Jones. Well, to be fair, he could also be on the Dishonorable because he mistreats Indiana a lot. I was going to say, isn't he like really neglectful? No, he just does a lot of searching and shit and he thinks his son could take care of himself but wasn't it like a plot point where like his dad would always be off on adventures 
and he was like left behind with his mom or am I misremembering this Segway it's the worst <laughs> I'm, dads I'm not sure yeah I was gonna say I don't think I think there's a problem here where's your dishonorables alright let me pull out the scroll hold on so I don't know what it is with video games but there are not enough like good parents why in does gaming. this feel like a like a rehash of our Mother's Day All Stars? That's what it is because that's what I'm bringing up. Like it was, it was easy for me to get more dads in gaming. I'm not gonna lie, but like there are a ton of horrible parents in gaming. Oh shit! Like, we never talked about uh the Gears of War characters. Isn't one of them a dad? I, I didn't. I didn't play Gears. So I played one Gears, and that that was the first one. So you played Gear of War. It was called Gears of War. Anyway, so here's my list. Don't throw things at me. That's your list. You keep your list on your side. No, it's already done. That's a Corona ball right at you. Anyway, so uh, dishonorable list. I was going to say this earlier uh, when we brought up um, Barry and, and, you know, as he was a great dad. And and I was going to say a bad father that comes up. I didn't know which one to put first. But I'm going to put the one that actually has an interaction with their child. Uh, I'm going to put William Birkin. So William Birkin. That's actually a good dishonorable. Like he. That's really good. Annette probably cares more about Sherry than, than William. I honestly thought you were going to go Alexander Ashford. Yeah, but I'm surprised you brought up Alexander Ashford because I forgot about him. He's not even actually a bad dad. He's not. His kids are just rotten as fucking (laughs) and did shit. He, he himself is not bad. He even tried warning people about yeah. Alfred and Alexia. But um, but no, like, William Birkin shows such a callousness to his family, willing to, like, he's like, all right, I'm going to get my wife on the research team so my daughter has literally no one to raise her, and I don't really care about what happens even when I inject myself with it. It's not really a spoiler. It happens, like, in... And he keeps trying to impregnate her. As a monster, yeah, that is that is a thing that happens. Because so I, they share genetic uh, similarities, according to Annette. That's why he's going after. Right, Sherry. of course, but you could put that under like he's not thinking he's a monster by that point. But regardless, mm. when he was think, even when he was conscious, he like made it a point that nothing mattered beside his work, including right. his own child. Right. Um, and that's I didn't. A, that's a really good pick. I didn't know whether or not to put him or Wesker, because Wesker has Jake. But does he even know Jake but exists? They don't like. Does Wesker was like, I had a child. Please get in line. Like he doesn't even know. He's like Most a pimp daddy. Call me daddy. Yeah, exactly. Like fucking. Uh, I've had many kids. Doesn't mean I have to remember who they are. Like he's just a horrible, horrible guy. And then Jake doesn't even like. I never knew him. He just literally banged my mom, and that was it. I always thought Jake was a fucking, like, a snake. Like, he was made in a test tube with yeah. the genetics of Albert. A Wesker child, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. we don't get much of Jake in Six. I, I just... Also, I fucking hate Six, so I keep forgetting Jake exists. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Wesker's a daddy, too. And fun, funny story, both Birkin and Wesker's kid get together. Yay. That I don't is... care if that's and a spoiler. It's very no. obvious. Oh, and also they were on the same team together for... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That, it was on purpose. No, no, no. Wesker and Birkin, that they were... Yeah. Oh. It was... Uh, they inverted the villains. They had... Sh- it's very fucking dumb, and it's like an anime. I'm sorry. People out here like Resident Evil 6. But I'm just saying, 
I, I, that that if plot you line like made me shake my head six, so much. I don't want you listening to my podcast. So I have. <laughs> no, shut up! Don't say that. Um, so I have a dad who's worse than Birkin. Ooh. And this one, I don't even know how much I can talk about without it getting just kind of gross. So I have to like sort of just mention him and move on. Okay. Um, I forget his real name. It's like Lu- Lucas Orozco or or something Orozco, Angela's dad in Silent Hill 2. Oof. Possibly the worst father in any gaming gaming and any game I have ever played. And you don't even see him. You see you see the embodiment of the trauma he caused literally humping your face. Yeah. But not you only don't that, see the, him. all the abuse. He, and, uh, how can you be in this hallway with the, the game it the game has such and this is why I I just jizz over Silent Hill 2 so much, but it's like the game has such a unique way of getting through, like give, getting the point across of how awful this man was to Angela. And it's all within like the set. It's all setting design, environmental storytelling. It's Holy shit, dude. And and the fact that I was able to get so much is why he's on this dishonorable mention list. He's fucking horrible. So I'm going to go with another one. Okay. That that's really fucked up. That mm. I have other ones fo- that aren't that bad, but yeah. How how do I follow that? Uh I'm going to go with Bruce Wayne. Oh. Oh shit. But but Damien's a little shit though. It's not just Damien. Okay. If we're including adoptive kids, it's the entire Bat family. Like Dick Grayson and Jason Todd and Tim Drake, Stephanie Brown. He, d- he did raise Dick Grayson. He raised he Jason did. Todd and he, Tim but Drake. But do you see how in that example I agree with you and not with Claire? Like, it, it, there was a happenstance where he needed a Robin, but he kept going. Claire did not. Do you see my point here? Yeah. Okay, that's it. Because it's interesting you bring up Batman. That's it. I don't know. As a dishonorable mention. But he was still a father. He would classify him as a father in that regard. Well, a lot of people do. He's just a bad dad. He's a bad, bad dad. I got to ask you, though, because I only know Damien from Injustice. Is he really that much of a shit like he is in Injustice? Worse. uh, Impossible. (laughs) impossible he's so fucking like whiny and batman just does not care he just is like dude i gave up on you so long ago like that that's damon all right shit okay he get i like some i like he how he's written in the comics versus there Mm. because it makes sense when you're a 10 11 year old kid raised by assassins yeah because he's like in his mid-20s at this point he's like still yeah and in justice he's in his mid-20s but in the comics he's 10 11 years old he was raised by assassins for the first eight years of his life, and then he spends the next two years in Gotham, now learning that killing is bad. <laughs> and it's wrong. And Batman stands for the opposite of killing. Gnadab. Gnadab. <laughs> uh, and my second dishonorable mention is also a comic. Okay. It's Scott Summers. Oh, how funny. Is it because I brought it up? You reminded me of him that he's actually a pretty bad dad. I didn't even know he became a father. He's technically... Wait, he's Cable's dad, isn't he? Yeah. 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 I totally forgot that. They're they're so, like, 
they, from what I've seen in the media that I've played, which granted isn't a lot, but they never really interact, Scott and Cable. So I never. No. You and, know? And Scott has fucked up a lot of the kids. So there was this comic called Schism that was written by Jason Aaron. Great tool song. <laughs> Fuck tool. And uh, okay, <laughs> the dude's mess. The dude's opinions do not reflect the Fan Freaks podcast as a whole. Oh, about Tool. <laughs> callback. Callback. Um. So there was this comic called Schism, and what it was was basically Wolverine didn't agree with how Scott was looking at the kids, and because Wolverine wanted to teach the kids to be just better people mm-hmm. and to be, you know, people of society, like how Charles Xavier always looked at the mutants, like, be better than what you can, you right. know, type of shit. And Scott was saying, no, we're in a fucking war. They need to defend themselves. And there's a line that Wolverine goes... They're not soldiers. And Scott says, not that. yet. Oh, my. I've actually, yeah, I've heard this line yeah. mentioned in other circles where it's just like. It's a great book. If you ever finish a fucking comic, I'll lend it to you. <laughs> I have fan freaks made a dishonorable mentions list. Shut up. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Michael T. Robbins made a post. Who, in your opinion, is the worst father in fiction? And I have a list. Oh, my God. Shall okay. we? We shall. But hold on. I got two that I want to mention in before we start doing it. Go ahead. Okay. No, three, actually. And I'll just do them rapid fire. Okay? Go. One, Ject from Final Fantasy X. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't care if at the end, when you're trapped in a different time-space dimension, that you all of a sudden start caring about your son. But you fucking raised him very poorly and uh, verbally abused him. Moving on. Uh, the other one, Sparta from Devil May Cry. Wow, yeah. Fucking, wow. Just that kind of dad that, but like. But he does die really but, early But that in kind lives. of dad that, like, causes such a stink and then just leaves other people to clean up the mess. Did he leave or did he die? Because I remember him dying. He died. But in Demon World, that's that's like leaving. Dante gets stabbed like a million times. I don't know. Fuck it. No, you no. Know he, he can't die, Dante, even though you play the game, the mode Dante must die. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, and the last one I want to say as a dishonorable mention, and it's really obscure as fuck, Frank Sunderland. Yeah. Yeah. I thought we were done with Silent Hill. No questions asked about what happened to James, I guess. I don't care. I have an apartment to run. <laughs> Maybe James is alive and taking care of Laura. Do we have to fucking know No, no, no. That? But how would we know? But, like, Frank Sunderland... No. Actually, we don't... There's a little bit of a, a confirmation on that because Frank says something along the lines of... Um, no, wait. Henry or the Richard Braintree has a thing that says Frank Sunderland's the superintendent. There was some news about his son, but I haven't heard anything since. So apparently there was like something that happened with James, but they never confirmed what it was. So if it was living with Laura, I don't know. But that's if you think Silent Hill 4 is like canon to 2. 2 exists without 4. So like, it's all how you look at it. Right. I don't know what to tell you. Are we ready? Yeah, let's do it. So Robbins goes the first three. Jack Torrance from The Shining. <laughs> this one I don't know. Wait, are we talking about it as we say it, or do I wait for all three? Well, okay, I'll give you all three. Okay. Shao Tucker from 
I don't know. Okay, I don't know that. And this one you and I can both agree on. Dario Brando from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah. Oh, I'm surprised you didn't put that. Wow. I am too. I completely had forgotten about him. He's pretty fucking horrendous. He is literally the seed of evil. Like, his horrible disposition on life is what made Dio such a prick. Yep. Like, that's... Dio (laughs) made... The guy that made Dio a prick... That is that is an accomplishment. That's a fucking Xbox trophy so, right there. <laughs> how do you feel about Jack Torrance? Jack Torrance, I'm kind of conflicted on because how much do you want to say is are are okay? How much is it the ghosts preying on a part of his insecurity? Like he's worried that he is being violent with his son, and how much of that is the ghost the ghost preying on that in the movie, and how much of it is him actually caring about his son? And but on that regard, we should also say um, what's Wendy is should have been on the All Star Moms list. Yeah, that's true. We were completely wrong to not have her. Cause holy shit, well, it's an addendum. We just did an addendum. Yes, Wendy Torrance, you're in. Okay, uh, followed that up. Somebody wrote God. Does it count when you are you are the father and the son? And the Holy Spirit. Like, when you're all three? I'm just it really count? surprised. <laughs> it got a lot of reactions. It got 13 reactions. Well, I, I'm just saying, like, if it gets this... Okay, do you count the Bible as media? I guess that's true. I, I count it as, like, religious text. Does that count as... I guess that counts as media, right? No, the question was fiction. Uh, well, that's that's Michael. But you, yeah. you know, that's him, though. But he, he didn't write God. Oh, it was someone else. It was Marco Marco's paradox. Well, all right. Shout out, I guess. Move on. Uh, follow that up with <laughs> he Dave. might like. Wait, he might like the invention of lying. The fo- follow up to that, Davy Demarcus wrote Captain Kirk. He, he does have a kid. Yeah, and he doesn't know about it. Right? I, I, is he really a bad dad though? He's not great. He's definitely lukewarm. <laughs> Andy Emerus, Emerless? I don't know how to say I wonder what saying. Paul would say, to be honest about that one, but go ahead. Ging Freeses. I've never heard of this person. You're going you're gonna to have to give me a, a... I don't know them. Unless they have, like, where they're from. Uh, So we got Dana Silver, probably one of the most active freaks. Right, what's he got? Fire Lord Ozai. Holy shit, yeah. Oh my god, he's horrible to fucking Zuko. Uh George Lucas. <laughs> well, the thing is, is um I don't really think of it as me selling my son to Disney, but <laughs> And Padme, which I wouldn't agree as a fucking father, but I mean you could say Anakin, and that would make that way more correct. So this is one neither of us put, and this was Michael Medina. Okay. The evil scientist from Full Metal Alchemist who experimented on his daughter and dog and fused them together. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's that's always oh, a good thing. Oh, Shao Tucker is his name. So oh, really? That's him? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, Franklin Sujo, James Potter. Uh, I The thing is... Where I brought up um, Angela's dad, where it's like a character brought up in flashbacks and and like supporting material, like environmental details that that create that character. 
James, do we know how much of a dick James was? Yes. No one I, liked him except Lily. No, as f- from what I remember, James was the jock and bullied Snape. Yes. And people liked him, actually. They, they liked uh, James Potter. He was a popular dick around the school. That's why... But he's a jock. Right, but that's but that's what I mean. Like, was was he ever mean to Baby Harry? As far as I understand, no, he was he was barely alive. He was when a baby dick Harry. in school, and from what I understand, he became a better person once Harry was born. So I don't know. I'm not a big Harry Potter stan, but you know, it's there. All right, and we got Re- Captain N. Oh, Cardo. Captain N. What do we got? Michael Bluth from fucking uh, Arrested Development. I I don't know the character, so. Uh, it's oh, I'm sorry. It's a really good show. You'd probably like it a lot. Uh, but yeah, Michael Blue's a good pick. He 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 mistreats his kid a lot and doesn't listen to him at all. Jesus. Uh, Ali Fisher coming in with the Game of Thrones. Tywin Lannister. I mean, it's apparent that's where all the sex partners. You got a two and one. You got a dad and a friends with benefits. I guess there, and not even in the good way, like my way. Like like actual dad. No, he never fucked any of his kids. He said, oh, well, granted, I didn't see Game of Thrones, but I heard Lannister and I just ran with it. Right. No, that's the other one. Uh, <laughs> no, that's, that's the other one. We got one. Liz Oak coming in from the top rope with Ted Mosby from How I Met Your Mother. Oh, my God, yes. Fuck that guy. I'm sorry. I can't stand him. I don't even know so much if it, like, it's me hating him being a dad so much as like, I just hate the way he handles problems. Oh, shit. We got Bone King TV in this thread. Oh, I did? Goku or Kimba the White Lion? Oh, I did put that, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, well, Goku, I brought that up earlier. But Kimba. Yeah, remember how I said during the Kimba reviews how bad Kimba... Okay, Kimba grows up and has his own son, I think named Rooney or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, something about the dialogue because the way that it's written it's supposed to be charming like oh he's such a great dad because he did these things he literally like throws his son around like as because they're lions they're lions that talk and shit but they throw him around and makes him like do all these obstacle courses that he can't do and basically goes up to him and is like huh you didn't even try daddy help me i can't do it you're not even trying you should try more and the, the kid is like you know what daddy i i think you're mean daddy's mean and literally like decides to not follow him anymore and what does kimba do he grabs his son runs like several miles in a random direction leaves his son in the wilderness and runs away jesus and then kim and then uh, kimba and then rooney has to run back to his homeland not knowing where he's going almost dying several times having his friend that he met along the way die on his adventure just to get back home only to find out his dad was watching him the whole time and could have helped at any point but did not because he so, wanted him to get stronger. So fuck Kimba. Yeah. So I just something about the way that that was written and the lines, uh, "You didn't even try." That that's it. Just really rubbed me the wrong way. We're almost done. Yeah. We're almost done here. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Schwartz coming in with a little Venture Brothers. Jonas Venture ended up being pretty awful to his sons and his friends despite his public reputation. That's uh, Rusty's dad, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, that's another instance where your your fame and your like 
your your personality takes precedence over your own child. That's a Jack thing as well. I brought yeah. up Jack earlier. Jack does that. John Claude F saying there are many, but Worf comes to mind. Dishonorable? Yeah. I, I don't know if I agree with I it. I disagree with that. But Dana comes in saying, I feel like it's not entirely his fault. Like his character would have loved to be a full father, but the writers had no use for a whiny prepubescent Klingon. It, he he did it though. Like he didn't avoid response. There was even the kid of the, the lady who died under his watch. And he was like, fuck it. I'll adopt him right fucking now. Yeah. Worf is awesome. Get the fuck out of here. And also, we didn't. We also, didn't yeah, also are adding him to my list. <laughs> Addendum. Addendum again. Worf is great. Fuck uh, that. Back to Dishonorable. We got uh, my friend Martin Moreno coming in with Zeus. Oh, my God. That's a good one. That's, Real fucking good one. That is the most historic <laughs> and most epic choice you could have chosen. Literally, how many kids does he have? Can you can you tell me? Also, it doesn't which Zeus cuz you could go with mythology Zeus and then you could go God of War Zeus. I mean, essentially it's the same one, but like even in other mediums where Zeus has shown up, yes, he is a shit. Yes. We got Calvin Edwards coming in from Britain with Peter Griffin. Pretty bad dad. He mistreats yeah. Meg a lot. Yeah, Meg for sure. And 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 you know what? Yeah, Chris too to be honest. I I, I would say Homer is better. Because he loves Maggie, but I, I don't see that same affection for Bart or Lisa. So He does take care of Lisa and Bart. Well, he, know, he Bart. abuses Bart. But he Lisa, abuses the shit out of Bart. But Lisa, remember the episode with the saxophone where he was trying saxophone. to learn? Saxophone. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I do. But, he tries to be a good But it's dad. disproportionate in Maggie's favor. Uh, this one I don't agree with. Uh, Mario uh, Ortega says Yoshi. Well, he's just throwing his children at the wall. But but is he mother or father? You don't know. We don't know what Yoshis are. They reproduce asexually. You don't know. They all make eggs. Every single one of them. All of them make eggs. A friend of mine that I would love for you to meet, Sebastian Leva, comes in with Gendo Ikari, Shao Tucker, again from Fullmetal Alchemist, and Thanos. But for his pick for worst father ever, like, I guess he wanted to do like a... Like a ramp. Thanos is pretty bad too, yeah. So we go ahead. Uh, the White Wizard, aka Common Rider Wise Man. Why? Okay, he gives a he gives a reason. Okay, he's the only one to give a reason. Fair. Uh, aside from Dana, uh, dude's daughter dies. Sad, right? Sure. Dude tries to use magic to bring her back. Okay, <gasps> so far, said magic involves sacrificing a life. Very full, mal- full metal alchemist of him. The lives he chooses to sacrifice are the lives of innocent people in a black magic ritual to create demons called phantoms. Wait, what? Uh, uh, this is quite the jump. Okay, continue. <laughs> when that <laughs> fails and it kickstarts the series, he decides, I'm going to do it again, except that instead of a whole town, I'm going to do a whole ass country. Just double down. Obviously, you didn't try hard enough the first time around, right? And then he, be went, he brought up a show from Adult Swim. Moral Oral's father. Oh my god, he's hysterical though. He's 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 hysterically bad. Like the joke is how bad he is. And if you want to say fucking Butters, oh Butters' dad from South Park is a, on the same angle. 
where it's yeah. like faux uh, faux piety, where they think they're like you know really respectful and really kind, but really they have like a lot of weird shit underneath. Either and way. Lastly, I have a breaking news. Oh, I have an honorable mention that I wanted to mention. No, it's breaking news. Okay, go for it. Michael Keaton's going to be in The Flash. The movie, The Flash. He's playing Batman again. Oh, shit. He's going to play old Batman, obviously. Flashpoint? Yep. Nice. So this is just confirmed right now. Is it? Is it that guy? Um, What's his face that played Flash in Justice League? Yeah. I'll give him another try. I'll give him another try. We only really saw him in Justice League. And I can't... You Sometimes it's the script yeah. that literally fucks over everything. So I'll give Back him another Back to your try. dishonorable. No, I have an honorable mention that I'm really fucking mad I didn't mention. Because he's he's really up there. Was it Worf? Because we just addended him. No, no. I'm a dun, 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 dun. I'm DDRing so fucking hard on this one, you won't even believe it. Um, you may not know this character, but he's up there with Barry and and fucking um, Harry Mason in terms of fatherhood. And it's only in certain versions of the game, which is kind of funny. Uh, in Nier, there is a character, you name him, but people call him Nier. In the PS3 version, um, no, in the Xbox 360 version, you play as... Uh, a young boy who's the brother of Yona, but in the PS3 version you play as Daddy Nier, who is the father of Yona. Yona being the sick little girl, and there's it changes that dynamic a little bit. But I strongly prefer Daddy Nier because that the, the it's just such a easier way to believe the narrative and not have it be so anime with the big old big brother thing. You know what I mean? Is this game at all similar or related to Nier Automata? Well, it's in the same franchise, yes. Oh. It's okay. different characters and stories entirely. They are related, but oh, I can't so say Oh, so it's a Final how. Fantasy thing. No, because Final Fantasy has, like, less context. Like, Nier and Nier Automata have connections, but I'm not going to talk about them. What I will say is that Nier, Daddy Nier, goes to literally the ends of the earth to try and find a cure for his daughter and it it's it's a love for his daughter that transcends time and that's what i will say all right respect it's fucking beautiful i'm sorry i'm real I, I love that story it was really good so guys uh i think i think we should put an end here yeah i think i think we put happy a, belated father's day happy daddy day everyone daddy chill <laughs> All right. So, did you ever uh, see that video? Yeah, I did. Where it's like, "Daddy, chill." What, what the, the fuck, fuck does that mean? <laughs> yeah. All right. So, we want to give a big thank you to all the daddies in the audience. I gotta stop saying daddies. I'm gonna start creeping people mm, out. I want to. I want to give a big thank you to all the dads in the audience. Oh, um, you, what you do means more than you could ever know. And uh, how you do that voodoo, you do so well. Who do you voodoo, bitch? Play Dead Island. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, uh, this has been the Fan Freaks Podcast, F-A-N-F-R-E-E-K-S, Fan Freaks. You can check us out on the Facebook page, or you can freaking yell at us at Twitter, because we're always trying to come up with new ideas, and maybe we missed a few dads to talk about. Also, again, yell at Bone King to come to watch this British show, or a British show of your choosing. Yes, give me British shows. Also, since we're on the topic of daddies, I'm always down for daddy recommendations, or recommendations, as I call them. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I uh, love you guys. I'll see you next time. I tried, right? It worked, right? I thought it was good.
All right, guys. We'll see you later, okay? God damn. Are you winning, son? The fuck is that? 